Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. Today, we will be continuing directly where we left off. So this is part two of my interview with Dr. Mark Hash. The most important thing right now, I'm telling you, is social distancing. Okay. And the best way to do that is stay indoors, stay in your yard. If you have to go out in public, protect yourself with a mask and gloves, uh, clean, uh, decontaminate everything before you bring it in the house. And it, I've even, I even, frankly, I take a shower before I leave the hospital. I put on clean clothes and we're making minimal trips to the grocery store, minimal. And then when we can, when I get home, I get, I undress to my underwear outside and I turn my clothes inside out and they go straight, my clean clothes go straight to the washing machine. Cause I don't know, they could have been contaminated by the air in the hospital. I don't know. That's I'm taking not... about five showers a day right now. That's amazing i mean that's some that's some real uh decontamination right there and if 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 you're saying it takes that to stop this virus i think it really does underlie how dangerous and how how infectious this this thing really is that we're dealing with right well one thing i learned i'll tell you i went through the uh, army's special training and all the uh, nbc warfare how to manage casualties mm -hmm. and the one thing i learned is there is no there is no effective management there is no effective what there, there is no there is no effective management after the first few days and i'm gonna give you a perspective i like to tell people imagine being a physician uh in hiroshima the day the uh, uh the bomb went off how much help could they provide none right very little and that's why the president is rushing resources into new york and la but those resources if people don't stay home, uh, those the resources are, are not going to be enough. No. And, and, and I, again, I'm going to say it one more time. I can't say this enough. All people have to do, no matter your age, all you have to do is stay home. Watch Netflix. Yeah. It's not hard. No, it's not. Well, that's my friends. I am a very uh, social person, and uh, I've heard a lot of people say that, too. It's just, it's hard for me, um, especially along with you know, a lot of my age group, we like to meet each other. We like to go out and it's, it's, it's hard psychologically for us. Not so much that it's, you know, a lot of um, exertion on ourselves. It's a lot of mental exertion. Now is, now is the time, now is the hour to, to do something. Um, no matter how hard mentally it may be, you're saving countless people. Uh, by by doing this, it, it it sounds like from 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 what you're saying, would that be correct? Yeah. Okay. So frankly, it's the millennials that are spreading this. Mm -hmm. If you look at age groups, it's the young people. If if a person's going to be asymptomatic, it's going to be the millennials and the adolescents. And there's reasons behind that. But regardless, it's not that you can think of this way. I mean, you you don't want if you're a millennial, you don't want to get sick. No. And you don't want you don't. But you sure heck don't want to expose your immunosuppressed grandfather or, or parents. Yeah. I mean, the older the age, the greater the risk of death, the greater the chance of dying from it. The mortality rate in somebody over the age of 90 is, uh, is almost 100%. Over the age of 80, it's about 90%. So, you know, I, I don't want to get this myself. I sure don't want to give it to somebody and, and they die, and they get sick, and especially if they die from it. That's, that's a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is definitely just, this is just terrible. All, all we have to do is stay home 
And um, speaking of staying home, I, I had a question from a girl named Elizabeth. She asks, um, why is there a curfew from, from 11 uh, p.m. To, to 5 a.m. in Tallahassee? She, she says, you know, is the virus nocturnal or something? She wants to know, you know, about that, uh, about the curfew and why, um, why those measures are being implemented. I, I, th I think it's pretty obvious, but uh, I just want to hear your, your take on it. Yeah, I mean, the virus, the virus doesn't have really a mind of its own. It's not nocturnal. Uh, it's an equal opportunity killer, mm -hmm. uh, day or night. So the answer, it, this is all about decreasing exposure to you know the police, the fire, uh, and, and decreasing the, the exposure to healthcare workers. I'll tell you, not, not much good happens after eleven o'clock at night. If you can keep, if you can force people to stay indoors then you decrease the risk to the ERs, the fire, the police, uh, because as this thing escalates over the next few weeks, you're going to need them. Sure. And yeah. if, they, if they're out sick, then you lose, you lose protection of the police. Then you're really screwed. Right. You have other problems on your hands when the police go out. Um, God forbid that happens. Um, that's right. That's, uh, I didn't even realize that until now. Uh, part, you know, yeah. you know, Dylan. Part part of this is you know, I get. I was young once. I get it. Uh, you know, when you're young, you're uh, immortal. Uh, <laughs> and after about twenty years of that, you realize you're not immortal. Oh. And it takes it takes uh, it's easier to get injured, and it takes longer to recover, and 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 so on and so on. Your your dad will tell you that. So one problem we're having is called the near near miss effect. What's that? And so uh, millennials, adolescents will um, say, okay, there's a curfew. And, and yeah, there's social distancing. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go hang out with my buddy uh, Billy for the day. And because, you know, he, he's my friend, he wouldn't get me sick. Well, Billy may be sick and doesn't know it yet. He may have been exposed and not know it yet. And so you go hang out with Billy all day. Well, you come home, he's, well, I didn't get sick. I feel great. So tomorrow, I'm going to go hang out with Billy and Joe and Jimmy. And then you come home from that and say, you know what? That's another near miss. I, didn't, I don't feel bad from that. So tomorrow, I'm going to go to a frat party uh, with a couple of hundred people there. And, and, you, and you come home from that and you say, you know what? I still, I still feel fine. So I'm going to go to another frat party tomorrow night. Sure. And, and this, was, this was happening. And so the curfew is directed at everybody, but it's especially directed at millennials who are spreading this thing and they're just not getting they're not getting as sick as older people from it mm -hmm. wow i never realized that, that that effect was so was so prominent but yeah i can totally see myself even doing that and i definitely know some people that have been um have been doing that kind of thing you know like we all follow each other on instagram you know we like we're going to the beach of course the beaches are closed now but the near miss effect is definitely a um a real phenomenon and uh, it's definitely something that's it's it, it's a great explainer to to what is happening with with my generation. So th th thank you, thank you so much for explaining that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Very very informative. I only have a few questions left, and then um, and then if you have any closing remarks, uh, if you just want to drive some points home, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do that, and then we can wrap this thing up. But Alexa asks, um, can a healthy adult die from COVID nineteen? Uh, she also asks. Actually, that's been that's been covered before. She was just asking about pre-existing conditions, which we we do obviously know that um, that it's somewhat of a race between 
the coronavirus and your immune system. Coronavirus wins your your toast, but but it's really your immune system that going like nuclear firestorm on you that kills you, uh, according to what you've told me. But so I guess um, I, I I guess her question is, can a healthy adult die from COVID nineteen that doesn't have any uh, autoimmune diseases? They don't have you know as we said earlier diabetes, not even asthma or scar tissue on their lungs. Could they? Could they potentially die? Absolutely, it's happening as we speak. And wow. Again, it goes back to the viral load. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're uh, picking any age, uh, if you inhale one viral particle as opposed to a hundred, if you inhale one hundred viral protein particles, then there's a greater chance of you dying. So the answer is absolutely. So yeah. how do you, so again? It comes down to don't put yourself in a position where you're exposed to viral particles stay indoors Mm -hmm. could we um could we think of this as kind of like i'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with um pirates and 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 how they used to you know board the enemy ship and take it over um but but could could we compare this to like a a boarding party for for lack of a better term and and how like if, if if the invading forces are are bigger then you're at more of a risk. But if you just, you know, have, have two or three people, they couldn't um, possibly really do a lot of damage to, to a whole country. That's just the way I would think of it if I were to, you know, explain it to, um, to another person that this amount of particles that you would inhale or that you would come into contact with would be, would be contingent on the amount of severity of the virus inside of you. Does that make any sense at all? Or? Uh, it's all about exposure. So if you want to use that analogy, that's a good analogy. Here's a better analogy. If there's pirates out there and they're deadly, uh, and they're and uh, so what's the best way to not get injured by a deadly pirate? Stay away from them. Sure. I mean that is <laughs> just really it's really a quite quite simple, but but not very easy with with this virus and social distancing but but i do um it kind of it kind of all ties together so that's um that's pretty scary that a healthy adult can die from the coronavirus i uh we we certainly don't really think about that but it's um it's happening i know that so uh carson asks what role has the media so you know like the news fox cnn uh cnn uh what have they had in over or under betraying the severity of this virus uh, from a professional standpoint? Um, I don't think they're uh, exaggerating the uh, problem at all. So they're, um, they're, they're, they're right on the money? Yes, I think they are. Okay. In, in, the, in the United States, yes. In China, no. <laughs> For no. sure. I mean, they're, they're all, the government lies so much over there. It's just crazy. My last few questions are, you know, they kind of tie back to, uh, to China. Um, but but one question is is quite uh, important. These are these are just a few things that I was wondering. And then if, if if I had this virus and the virus, you know, I started you know getting pneumonia and all that. But then the symptoms started fading away. Would I ever really know if the virus had run its course? Like how would I know if the virus is out of me? And if the virus is out of me, if I do recover from this virus, does that mean I am immune to the virus? That's a good question. We think so. Really? We, we think so. Yeah, we'll know over the next few months, but the answer uh, from what I've read appears to be yes. 
how many different strains are there? So I've, I've, I've done some research and I've heard um, the viruses, they do this thing called mutating. And it sounds like from way earlier, what you said about the, the influenza is that, you know, with, like one of the reasons why we have to have a new vaccine every year or, or a new flu shot every year, the, the flu mutates and it becomes more, you know, it just becomes different every year. And so the vaccines have to update themselves accordingly. Do, do we know if this virus has mutated and if it has, how many different strains are there out there in the wild of, of the coronavirus? Okay, uh, that is a, uh, that's a great question. So from what I've read, there's one strain, and that's the danger. That's another danger that nobody's talked about this virus. Three things have to happen to uh, uh, eradicate this virus. One, there has to be a vaccine. Two, there have to be uh, effective treatments, which right now we're, we're, there's, there's some hope in effective treatments, the work that, that we're doing in China and we're doing here. Or three, the virus has to mutate to a less dangerous form. Can it now, do that? some of the studies I've read this weekend, it does, not, it does not look like it, the virus is mutating. However, mm-hmm. the uh, elephant in the room is, could the virus mutate to a more deadly form? Absolutely. Well, that's scary. And it can just happen like like that? Yes. There, there's nothing that, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to come in contact you know, with a certain sequence. It just mutates. It just changes. A virus uh, and bacteria too, for that matter. Well, well, you can read about plasmids and, and uh, all the immunology of, of bacteria and viruses. And the bottom line is, they, they uh, you know, if, if human beings reproduce a generation every 20 years, viruses and bacteria will reproduce in, in minutes, and, and, they, and they, they they will alter their genetics to survive. And once they're exposed, I, I see this at my job. Uh, if a bacteria is exposed to an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. that will kill it, the bacteria immediately starts altering its genetics to become resistant to that bacteria and survive. Their goal is to survive just like people. Are they living? Viruses aren't really living from this. They're just protein particles. But, but again, they will alter their genetics to survive. Right now, it looks like this virus is not. But, 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 scary. but, I mean, yeah. but we see this in the flu virus. Every year, the genetics change a little bit. Once every few years, the genetics change a lot. It's called antigenic drift. You can read about it. But but what you're what you're essentially saying is, in the next minute, the virus could mutate somewhere, yes. somehow, into a another form. Not necessarily more dangerous, but not necessarily less dangerous. All we know is that it's it's going to be different if it mutates. Is that it could it could alter the proteins on a surface where it's not. For example, if uh, you're treating with an antiviral medication, then the more it's exposed to that antiviral medication, the more it will alter, it will try to alter its genetics and the proteins on its surface to make it for that antiviral medication can't harm it. This may go without saying, does a virus mutating make it harder to develop a vaccine? Yes, absolutely. And again, that's why we, we develop a new vaccine to the influenza virus every year, because by the time it, it gets, it goes from China southward to the southern hemisphere, and it gets, it, we hit it with our vaccine here by the time nine months later is in North America. Well, that, so the virus recognizes that there's a vaccine, and the next year's virus will be a little bit different genetically. So it's like a deadly game of ping pong. Exactly right. I never knew any of this. I mean, I don't even know how to how to say that. I just this is amazing, uh, amazing, and, and 
quite grimly fascinating, if I do say so. Do we know, like, do we have an estimate um, of how many different strains uh, are there, or, or, or is is there just one? Um, you, you you said that we've been seeing just one strain all around, um, but I, I did see a chart. There's like a few more, um, but I'm not sure. Right now, I just know of one. Okay. Um, however, again, this is one of the SARS viruses, and there'll be another every every few years, like flu, there'll be another outbreak. So you're saying that the, the, the scary people were right in that it's going to hit us in waves? Is that inevitable, or...? I believe it's inedible, yes. So, yeah. but, wow, okay. We are, we really need to do something. Like, as we've been talking, it's kind of been underlining um, just how scary this is. Um, wow, this is, this is insane. So, going, like, like let's just end, you know, like, where where we began. And and it's kind of, you know, hypothetical. Uh, I, I did say this question for the end because it is so hypothetical. Um, what could... The Chinese have done to prevent this virus. Uh, they can eat. They can stop eating wild animals. Sure. Yeah. Um, number one, number two, they can close down the markets when it's seldom. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, they can quit censoring information. They're they're mandated by the World Health to report any outbreak of communicable disease, and they felt they they refused to do. They failed to do that. They refused. Uh, President Trump offered the CDC to them. They refused. Uh, when World Health did send, from what I've read, when World Health did get scientists in there, they refused to let them out of the car. You're they refused to let them. They refused to let them interview uh, scientists. That's just garbage. So, right, so, about, so it's, uh, the Asian culture is a very important to save face, and and the culture of communism and socialism is proving that this is the best form of government and economy and economics mm -hmm. and so they'll tell you well you know we built three hospitals in a week and we we quarantined 1.10 million people or whatever and we uh, because we have the military to force people to uh, shut down to quarantine the city and build the hospital yeah. and, and, and and they're right about that but also the same system created this. Sure. China lied and people died. It's, uh, it's a very bad regime. Um, so that's, uh, that pretty much wraps up all my questions. Um, I'm glad that, you know, so many people ask questions and uh, I, I want to give a shout out to, you know, everyone again, it's just, it, it just means, um, it means a lot to, uh, to me and, and I hope that, you know, we can, that you guys, you know, listening, you can go and spread this to your friends, um, and that you can spread the information that the Dr. Hash is Dr. Hash. I know your time is very, very valuable, and uh, it's especially now that we are seeing cases all over the world. So I just, I just want to thank you so much for for being on the show again. Um, it, it it really means the world to me. Well, let, so let me close with this. Uh, yeah. One one thing we didn't touch on. There are treatments that seem to be helpful. If you're not very critically ill, uh, there are some uh, monoclonal antibodies that are working. There are uh, anti-inflammatories that are working. Uh, there are antibiotics that are working because they are also anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to rely on that. And, and, the, and the most, the main thing people uh, seem to be uh, if you require a treatment, 
if you have COVID and require treatment, the main, the first treatment seems to be oxygen. Wow. Uh, but again, why take the risk? You know, I don't, I'm not going to take the risk. Yeah. Um, my family, we've been quarantined for two and a half weeks. I, I'm, I'm not going to take the risk. I, I don't, I, I, again, the, the whole, the, everybody's mission should be isolate yourself from the public for the next three weeks. I don't want to take the risk of going to public and having somebody sneeze near me and I'll wind up on a ventilator or dying. Yeah, it's that serious. It's that um, we are in a whole different ball game now. We can't take any risks uh, with how infectious this thing is and the potential for it, God forbid, mutating. Um, but some of these treatments, do you know of anything that we can do? Anything? Um, I, I just want to touch on something that, that you told um, me uh, through through my dad uh, a few days ago, which was uh, to, to eat oranges and lots of vitamin C and uh, melatonin. Uh, I, uh, he said, uh, or, or you said, helps too. Is that is that true, or um, what do you? What's your opinion on that? Uh, so okay, so uh, in sepsis, uh, the body uh, chews up uh, a lot of vitamin C. So one thing the Chinese were doing, in addition to uh, the antibiotics and the uh, monoclonal antibodies. Uh, was high, high, high doses of vitamin C, uh, high doses of melatonin, and, uh, vitamin D also, and that seems to actually be helpful. And, and it all goes back to their antioxidants, and it, it, it stabilizes your cell membranes inside your lungs from breaking down. Really? Um, yes. So uh, my advice to anybody right now is go order on. Amazon or go to the vitamin store like uh, like I did and and order a big bottle of vitamin C uh, order uh, elderberry uh, order vitamin D uh, order melatonin uh, and, and start taking them and, and, if you, and zinc also so you know zinc has been proven to be helpful a little bit helpful against the cold virus well the cold virus is another is this a, in the, it's in the family of coronaviruses so the answer is yes after you buy, after you buy your, you know, put on your mask and your gloves and go to the vitamin store and buy those because okay. it certainly can't hurt. Yeah, and, um, and 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 just to be very very specific here, so so people do know um, exactly what to get and exactly what they're looking for. Um, the gloves that you're referring to, they are um, uh, rubber gloves, like like just the common um, uh, latex gloves that that you get at say Walmart. Are those the gloves that you know you're referring to? Yes. Okay, and the masks. Yeah. Um, so I've heard there's disposable ones and there's ones called N95. Um, are are either of those um, suitable for for what you're saying? Yeah. So N95. That, uh, what the N95 stands for is it filters 95% of particles larger. I'm sorry, smaller than three microns. And so those are the, that's the standard for the viral particles. Uh, the surgical mask uh, will allow larger particles of, you know, spit, whatever the virus is on, to go through them. But it's better than nothing. Uh, a bandana is better than nothing. And, of course, if you're actually, uh, what, what physicians are using, if they have to intubate somebody with, uh, with COVID, uh, they're using even higher, higher quality stuff than that. They're, Basically, they look like spacesuits. 
Really? Is it is it the um what you call BSL um or no no, no that's the that's the labs um the the spacesuits the hazmat suits uh is what I was yeah the, pretty much yeah you mean like the 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 yellow suits yep wow yeah double gloves booties hat, hat cutters glasses glass shields eye shields yeah I'm I'm just curious now have you ever worn one of those. Uh, I have in the army for a, it's called mop mop gear for chemical warfare. So when you were in the when you were in the military, weren't you a, weren't you a paratrooper too? Yes. So so you had to be trained in all that. Um, and 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 thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, it, we, we wouldn't have our freedom without without what you did. It really means so much, so much today, especially you know you you serve serve our country twice, really. You know you. We're a paratrooper, and now you became a doctor. So, thank you so much. Um, well, I was a doctor and a paratrooper actually, same time. Oh, well, double thanks. No big deal. It's just a way to go to work. We owe it to you, really. So that's uh, that's pretty much all of the uh, the questions. And uh, social distancing is very important, as we've you know discovered today. Just to wrap everything up. Um, um, I just want to thank you for, for being on the show and you, uh, if we discover anything else or if the situation gets worse, I'm just going to say, I would, I would love to have you on again. Um, you, you know, more than, than any of us will, uh, and, and faster certainly than the media will and faster than we will hear about it. It's just a real, real honor to, to have you on. I know your time is very valuable. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to add this to emphasize the dangerousness of the situation about uh, a month ago. A grandfather came to from Albany, Georgia, came to Tallahassee to visit his uh, grandson. And he was sick at the time, the grandfather was. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel well. And so he took all of his family in Tallahassee and all the family in Albany that came with him to a steakhouse. And then they went to the mall. And then they went to a, uh, an urgent care. And then they went to a car dealership. And then he went back the next day and uh, went to the ER and he, he died of COVID. In the meantime, all of his family members in Albany and Tallahassee, went up to, well, mainly Albany, went, they went to see him in the hospital before he had the diagnosis. They got infected. They all went to his funeral. Oh no. People in the funeral got infected. So this, this started about three weeks ago, actually. So the city, you can, you can Google this, the situation at Phoebe Putty Memorial Hospital in Albany, Georgia, which is about an hour north of here, is they've got about uh, every ventilator in the medical center used, about 40, between 30 and 40 COVID patients on the ventilator. Three to four members of that family have already died. Three to four are still sick. They've got about 40 to 50 patients in the hospital with COVID. They've got seven or eight staff members with COVID. The Georgia Army National Guard has quarantined the hospital. They've had to, they're planning on opening up a hotel nearby to put more patients in it. This is one community. It's that, and that's just not that far from here. There's a nursing home not far from there. There's a nursing home in Pelham, Georgia, that on Friday had five patients with COVID. Now, this is with stopping visitation a week or two ago. The staff members who are not sick with it are bringing it in because they have it. So as on Friday, there were five patients in the nursing home uh, with it. 
The next, as of yesterday, there was eight. Jeez. So this is, the death rate is, at this point in time, is growing exponentially. It took one month from late February to late March to have 1,000 dead in America from COVID. 1,000. It took 36 hours to go from 1,000 to 2,000. It is growing that fast, and it's going to continue to grow that fast exponentially every 36 to 48 hours until probably the third week of April. And only then will it stop. Only then will it stop growing if everybody stays indoors and stays out of the public. So, so you do the math. Today, we're yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday we're at two thousand dead in America. Where are we going to be tomorrow? Over three thousand. Four thousand. Four thousand. Man, this is. Where are we going to be by Wednesday? Eight thousand. I don't know. And, and but, like I said, the virus doesn't spread itself. People are spreading the virus. It's so scary. I mean, I, I people really need to do what you're saying. You obviously know best in this situation and. It's um, really, really bad. I, I didn't know any of that, and and that's close to where we are. So uh, I, I really hope if if you're listening to that, take it to heart, remember it, and spread it. This is serious, and you need to stay home. Yep. All right. Not forever. Just for a few more weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Um, unless you have any other stories like that. No, I don't. I, I think this has been a good session. All I can say is uh, everybody needs to stay alert, stay alive. This is just an unprecedented time, and I, I wish, I wish you and your family the best throughout this outbreak. I hope that you stay safe. You too, Dylan. Thanks again, and uh, I will. I'll catch you later. All right. Okay. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I can't thank you guys enough for submitting your questions, and I hope that you will spread this message across your social media. And to all of your friends, you can say, I appeared on a more perfect podcast. My questions were answered. The advice that your health officials are giving you is so important and so critical. Now is the time. Now is the hour. No matter how hard mentally it may be, you're saving countless people. Again, we are everywhere podcasts are streamed, whether that be SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may stream. Thank you for listening and have a more perfect and safe day.